witnessed a work of art that you were so mesmerized by that you couldn't stop thinking about it? Maybe it was a good piece of music or a painting or maybe it was a TV show you couldn't stop binging on. Now imagine that your favorite TV show that you watch non-stop and happens to be one of the most popular shows in America then hires you to be a creator on that show. That's what you're going to hear about on this episode number 116 of the Assyrian Podcast. Hi everyone, this is Steve and I'm so excited to share with you this interview with Mike Atneal. Mike is a character animator on the long-standing hit show The Simpsons. When I was growing up, The Simpsons took the world by storm and it's still doing awesome new shows. Mike Atneal has been with the show for a long time as a character animator and he got his start when he was 18 years old. They say find a job that you love and you'll never have to work a day in your life. Even though it is a job, Mike loves what he's doing. At a young age, he started drawing and since that's what made him feel alive. Thankfully, his family and network supported him. And now we get to learn about the grind of being an animator for a major TV show. Once again, I'm astounded some of the most popular aspects of society are often formed by an Assyrian in the background making good things happen. When I listen to Mike's story, I find myself wondering, what am I doing to uniquely share my gifts with the world? All of us are born with some unique thingness that if we don't get out of our system will spontaneously combust. I hope this episode keeps you hungry to find your passion and share it with the world. Support for this week's episode of the Assyrian Podcast is brought to you by Tony Calagaracos and the Injury Lawyers of Illinois and New York. If you know anyone that's been in a serious accident, please reach out to Tony Calagaracos. Tony has been recognized as a top 40 lawyer and a rising star by Super Lawyers Publication and has obtained multiple multi-million dollar awards. Tony can be reached at InjuryRights.com or 847-982-95. I hope you are doing well and staying safe. And now, here is Mike Atneal. The Simpsons obviously is a show that took really the world by storm. Right. It's Isn't it the longest lasting cartoon series there is? I mean, it's got to be because I grew up with it. <laughs> yeah, and it's not even considered a cartoon. It's considered like another genre. Um, yeah. And it was really amazing because it, it actually made you feel like you were watching real humans. Right. Because of the... They're you know, super relatable. They're super relatable. So with that being said, like before we jump fully into having you do your Krusty the Clown laugh... We, I don't have that mastered yet. Oh, dude, we wanted to hear the Krusty the Clown. No. <laughs> hey, kids! <laughs> but what I wanted to ask is, can you start with just telling us a little bit about your family your upbringing your background like where are your parents from um, how'd you guys end up in the u.s well my i was born and raised here in, in southern california but my parents were from iran they actually met here so they grew up here i went to the same high school my mom went to weirdly enough 
And the way I started was I literally drew all my life, like elementary school, middle school, high school. That's all I ever did. Like even even on homework and tests, like I've gotten cool drawings taken away from me by teachers. God knows where those drawings are now. So it's like it was my calling in life, basically. So if I wasn't doing this, I can't imagine doing anything else. Well, it sounds like you were one of those kids who you took the, you were taking a test and you just stopped and started doodling right, for it. Right, time. exactly. Turn it over and just draw on the blank side. Now, you both of your parents are Assyrian. Did you grow up with sort of the whole Assyrian gamut of culture? Yeah, but my I think my parents were a little more Americanized because they were here. My dad was here in his twenties. And my mom was a teen, so they they kind of grew up here, like the rest of their growing up time. More Americanized, but yeah, like, you know, Assyrian was only to be spoken at home, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> Good. And so I'm I'm wondering, too, if you were drawing a lot, most parents, like, were they okay with you doing that? Or were they like, hey, you're wasting your time? They were, they were always supportive. My parents were always the type where, like, if you're going to do it, do it the right way. And, you know, they, they warned me. They're like, you know, it's a very hard job to get into. But honestly, so is like, you know, being a doctor or a lawyer. It's it's none of it's easy. It all takes like schooling and it's, it's they're all a type of trade. So like their main focus was if I'm going to do this, I better go to school and do it the right way, which that didn't even happen anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm just kind of as I'm putting together a visual of you in high school i'm thinking of a guy who probably did well in school but mostly was spent spending a lot of time uh, i was i was about average 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 student <laughs> yeah average student but you're in socal so that really probably helps in terms of <laughs> location right right where in socal specifically sherman oaks got it okay there's a good amount of assyrians there right yeah and I so, mean, not as much as like Northern California, but we're we're a bit spread thin here. So as a kid, you draw a lot, but were you going to do something different? Like, did you go to college? So what happened was one of my best friends growing up, his mom worked at the studio and I always knew she worked at like a cartoon studio, but I had no idea it was the Simpsons until one day after school, she picked us up and we went to her work and waited till I got picked up. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, they make the Simpsons here. <laughs> like, I started seeing all the art in the walls. I started seeing, like, you know, statues of the show, all the, the animators walking around with the papers in their hand. And that's when I realized, I'm like, you know, this is, this is real. This is something I could do. And as a kid, I always drew the Simpsons because I was a, a huge fan. And then after that, so after we graduated high school, I applied for an internship there. And I didn't know I was going to get it. But I was really lucky. Um, no, I'm sorry about that. Is that your uh, uh, Krusty the Clown toy or what was that? It's a parrot. Oh, okay. Very cool. So you didn't you didn't know you were going to get the internship. But what, one quick thing. like, So is this, yeah. Fox, is this Fox Studios you're at? Well, it was contracted by Fox. The company was at the time called Film Roman. So it was, a, it was a, just an animation studio that was contracted by Fox. And you just make, applied for a random internship. Yeah. And I, I kind of told a fib and said I was getting college credit. But I had just started going to college. Yeah. So I was, I was, I was 17 and a half. And I started the internship. And I just, you know kind of got my foot in the door, learned the way everything's done. 
try to emulate you know who i saw there that i, I like the their style and really i just turned into tests like blindly and it came back the first time with some notes and i asked some other animators like i bothered them and asked them like hey what can i do different so by the time i was 18 i turned it in again and i got hired you said it was a test yeah so they they give you a piece of audio like pre-recorded audio and they give you the shot you're supposed to animate yeah and you go from there like oh you draw God. the characters you listen to the audio track and you make the character do what you think that character would do very cool so, so we're basically like the actors but we're we're drawing our acting instead of being filmed i see i like that, that. Makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Then that's actually a multidisciplinary job because right. it's not just about having good hand-eye coordination and drawing. Yeah. It's about really perceiving the moment and then converting that into an animation. Yeah. And I, I've actually had to take like improv classes too. Oh, really? I, like it was recommended. I did that later on in my career, but I wish I did that earlier. Now, do you have your own stand-up routine? <laughs> no, I don't. Okay. Well, if I sent you like a 20 second clip, would you make me into an awesome character? It would take, as a, as a single person animator, it would take me probably months to even get something uh, cool. I see. Yeah. So it's 24 frames per second mm. of animation. I don't know what that means. <laughs> well, okay. One second of animation is 24 drawings. Oh, wow. So like 20 yeah. seconds would be 20 times 24 different drawings. Exactly. And to put that in a bit of better perspective, I had a crowd shot, which meant more than one character. Well, let's say more than five. It was a scene in the Springfield church and all the characters had to get up and run. There was about 50 characters I had to animate. And each one of them had about 14 to 15 poses. That How took long? me about two to three weeks to finish. And the shot was only like three seconds long. A three second shot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it, it, it really depends on what's in the shot. Okay. Well, hey man, don't worry about my 20 second clip. <laughs> <laughs> now let's go back for a second. You grew up watching The Simpsons, right? Yeah. I was five years old when I saw my first episode. What would you say is the mystique or the unique thing about The Simpsons that's given it so much popularity and also kept it alive for so long? I'd say, again, with the they're really relatable. Every character is somebody. Like, somebody can pinpoint these characters and find somebody in their family that's that person. I feel like. Yeah. And just the, just the look of it. At the time, there was nothing like it. So I recently watched, how do you say the, the creator's name, Matt? Matt Groening. Matt Groening. So I recently yeah. watched uh, some interviews with Matt Groening, and he talked about how when he grew up, he loved Leave it to Beaver. Uh-huh. And how Eddie Haskell was a character that they just didn't, <laughs> like, they didn't use him enough. Like, he would only come into the show once in a while, uh -huh. And and he related that to Bart and how Bart's like the main character and he's kind of right. like Eddie Haskell <laughs> character. Yeah, that makes sense. I think it's amazing that they would take these cartoon characters and make them relatable, make them feel like we could connect with them. Right. 
and and they're always going to be a product of their time so no matter like when you start watching you could see what was going on in the world just right. by watching their episodes because they're always you know doing satires about what's going on in the world at that time exactly they're they're a commentary right they're right. A commentary yeah. on our society so what's up with homer though like of all the people you are working on homer and and you even have your instagram is i draw homer i we draw all of them it, i just chose homer honestly it was just a stupid name i came up with that's just a lack of being clever <laughs> so it was because you know how there's iphone ipad yes all the apple products obviously so i was drawing a bunch of little homer doodles on an ipad so that little i was supposed to be like the ipad but it was like i draw homer got it so i started that instagram just for just to post up my little, little stupid daily doodles i was doing okay so and you're then, not only drawing homer you right draw- right and that's a misconception but i mean i totally get why it is because <laughs> It just sounds like I draw Homer. But you have an affinity for, would you say you have an affinity for Homer? I do. I relate to him the most. (laughs) (laughs) He's an interesting character, man. So what do you relate to him the most with? Definitely the diet. Got it. Yeah. And the beer. (laughs) Yeah. I just, I mean, I'm, I I hope I'm not as dumb as him, but I, I, I feel like sometimes I, I pull Homer Simpsons all the time. And when you go to animate Homer or someone else in the character, another character, how much time do you spend trying to feel what they would be experiencing before you start drawing? Before, I would take some time, you know, like listen to the audio, like try to act it out. But now it's like second nature. Like I hear it and I already see in my head what they're doing. It's just Mm -hmm. about getting to know these characters. And I've, I've been dealing with these characters professionally since 2004 and before that as a fan so like these characters are pretty dear to me was 2004 when you got the internship Uh, yeah it was excellent and so we're now in 2020 so that's 16 years of being (laughs) part of the i did take a break though yeah 2008 was my last season on the show until 2016 I did go back into school to learn 3D animation. Learned like video editing, stuff like that. I ended up after that 2015, I got a professional job working in a commercial house doing 3D animation, you know, stuff for like Nintendo. I did a cool Donkey Kong thing that was awesome to work on to things like product placement. I did a few Apple commercials. And then after that, I went to the video game company and which is called 2K. I'm pretty sure everybody has heard of 2K. Yeah, like they make all the NBA. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I got to work on a couple of the NBA games, and then the last video game I worked on was Mafia Three. And then after that, I got a call back from The Simpsons, and they were looking for more people. And funny enough, I was dying to go back to drawing, like hand drawing. Like computer animation's fun; it's satisfying. You get instant results, but there's nothing like actually drawing what you want your character to do than to do it like a puppet man mike that's so wild (laughs) like that's so amazing that you've been able to actually do this in several different arenas with big names big companies and right this is definitely something you know obviously you were born 
with a certain amount of talent, but you've refined it. You've probably worked pretty hard. How many hours right. would you say you've worked on all this? Well, average about 40 hours a week. <laughs> yeah. Nonstop, right? I mean, well, now with COVID, I mean, I kind of spread my 40 hours throughout the week instead yeah. of just Monday through Friday. So it, it's kind of, I, I like this better, but I do really miss the studio atmosphere. There's right. just something about being with, you know, colleagues when you're making art that kind of pushes you to do better, too. So are your current episodes of Simpsons coming out? Are they are you guys like all kind of? Uh, well, I mean, so the ones that will come out are still from last season because it takes nine months for like a baby for a whole episode to come out from the writing stage all the way to the post-production stage. Wow, man, that thing gets built yeah. along the process. Do you have to go back often and redo stuff? When the episodes come back, if something needs to be changed, they call for changes. And we do those all in-house, like on, on the fly. Yeah. In this day and age, are are they still drawing? Like, is it literally like you're still having to, like an old school kind of comic book or cartoon where you're, yeah, everything is still traditional style, except we're not drawing on paper. So we we draw on Wacom Cintiqs, which what are basically monitor. They're, they're, <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a monitor, but except you can there's a pen like a stylus that comes with it. Yeah, that you can draw on it. Okay, well so now it's the same process, like the same thing Disney animators used to do, like you know, eighty years ago. <laughs> but that's and, that's yeah. probably a wrong number, but. Yeah. Can you be as fine? I mean, even even finer, I guess you can say. Because you can actually grab a line you drew that you didn't like and manipulate that line to make it fit what you wanted to do originally. <laughs> so you don't, have, you don't have to erase. Was it a hard transition for you to go from actual like uh, pencil writing utensil to a stylus? Um, I wouldn't say it was difficult. It was there was a learning curve for sure. But yeah. Uh, you just pick it up real quick man so what does your family think about like all the stuff you're doing now <laughs> i don't know i think i think they're just kind of used to it <laughs> they're just like whatever i mean they're definitely proud they always they always say how proud they are but you know i guess to simpson fans it may be a big deal but I, my parents were just like oh cool <laughs> but they're yeah. definitely proud i know they're proud yeah, no, man, that's 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 pretty amazing. And one thing I am wondering, we didn't really talk about, is like you said that it's always been a part of what you've been doing. Like you've always been drawing. Was there ever something that really grabbed you to make you want to draw? Like, or were you like five years old and you started to like doodle? It, it was. It was literally when I was five. I was watching. I think it was Land Before Time. <laughs> And I was like, I, my dad was like, yeah, there's people that actually do this. This is this was made by people. Like they drew this. Like I, I, I didn't have that concept of animation back then. Land really before time. That was like the dinosaur movie, right? Yeah, it was. Dang, that was a good movie, man. That's, yeah, that's what. That's one of the first ones I remember watching. But once I once I grasped the concept of this was made by humans drawing, I kind of just know. I I knew right there. I just wanted to do that. Like that, that was it. I knew it. Yeah. Well, and then you got lucky by having that friend whose mom worked on. Right. Right. Are you still in touch with her? It's been a long time, 
because she retired. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I I haven't seen my friend for a long time either because everybody just grew up kind of grew apart. But we're still friends like on social media and stuff. We still we still talk every now and then. Yeah. I mean, I think it's kind of a awesome connection to have and it's yeah. it's great you were in that circle. So we've talked a little bit about this, but I would love for you for imagine you're seven years old and you're listening to this. Well, right. probably we don't have any seven-year-olds listening right now, right? <laughs> but let's say you're at a time in your life where you're thinking about next steps for yourself or whatever. Right. What do you, what would they need to do? What would someone need to do if they wanted to become an animator and, and draw on a show like the Simpsons? Well, I mean, definitely see what you like first. Cause if you're not working on what you like, you're not going to like your job. So you like, love, the simpsons yeah exactly uh well animation that kind of animation specifically like there's a i mean the future seems to be 3d there's a lot of 2d coming back but the most important thing is get your fundamentals down like that's one of the things i wish i knew so as far as like like life drawing and storyboarding and like posing what's life drawing life drawing is literally when you draw from life like uh objects or a human figure for figure drawing like that's always recommended because sometimes like because you have to make these characters walk and talk like like humans and if you don't know what that looks like in real life then you're not going to know what it looks like in the cartoon let me ask you something mike when you when you talk about how you're doing this now and, and this is for anybody who's wanting to pick it up. Um, when you talk about how like, you're doing it now all on a tablet and right. there's a stylus. So that means like you get done with one page of drawing. You can easily make a copy of that page and edit it to be your second page, right? Yes, but then you, you start, it starts to look like cutout animation. That's a whole different, that's going to look like, you've seen South Park, I'm sure. I have, yeah. Oh, like the way... With South Park, it's not, it's very kind of choppy. It's not, yeah. So it's going to look stiff. It's going to look, you know, exactly like you said, very copy and pasty. Okay. Uh, So there's no shortcuts then. There is. You could use the previous pose to influence your next pose. Mm -hmm. And they have, they have this light table thing where you see your previous drawing and you can see Mm -hmm. your next drawing. I see. Yeah. So, but it's not, it's not completely like, it's not all digital. It still requires the, the heart right. of an animator to make it real. Right. Exactly. And so you're saying if you're someone that maybe wants to become an animator or go into this, something like this field, one of the things you need to do is start doing live drawing. So if your aunt is, you know, cooking some dolma, it's your chance. You need to go <laughs> just draw her. Yeah. Dolma. You know, it sounds funny, but yes, yes, exactly. And then you can charge her. You can be like, hey. <laughs> you, wouldn't be, you wouldn't be a very nice nephew or niece, but. That's true, too. Hey, so you mentioned storyboarding. Give me, yeah. can you tell me a, like a uh, short story and what storyboarding, you would talk? Storyboarding is, is basically like you get a script, right? And it sets the mood. It sets like the time of day. Your job is to visualize that in a little thumbnail of what that's going to look like. That stage comes before the animation. 
So let's say, for example, the script says Bart and Homer sitting on the couch that are watching TV. Homer's drinking a beer. So as a storyboard artist, your job is to visualize that on paper, basically bring that scene to life. Like what right. angle is it going to be? Who's sitting where, you know? Uh, do we see the TV? Are we looking from the TV? Like just making sure that shot sets the mood. Mm-hmm. Now, what there was a third thing you mentioned. So the first thing was live drawing, then storyboard. Uh, what what would be another thing to get good at? And when it comes to the fundamentals, like drawing from from life, like objects, mm-hmm. landscapes, getting like perspectives. Very cool. Yeah. And is there any like e-courses or any YouTube videos? Should they just start watching your Stitch channel? <laughs> Twitch. <laughs> Twitch. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Twitch channel. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that usually I just do like drawings. I'm not really explaining. I'm not teaching because I don't have that kind of credentials. But there is there. I'm pretty sure there's YouTube stuff you can look at. You know, there's lots of great artists out there. Like many of them, I can't remember their name. I just know their style. Yeah. Uh, but the best thing is, yeah, if you if you can afford school, I would go to a school. I went to Nomen in Hollywood. It's G-N-O-M-O-N. Mm-hmm. And there's also a school in Pasadena called the Art, Art Academy. No. Now I can't remember that either. <laughs> it, it's, it's, a, it's, a big, it's a big art school. Definitely go to school. Because you'll you'll get to meet people who eventually you'll you're gonna end up working with. Now that schooling was that a bachelor's degree or was it only an art degree? It was yeah, it was just for art. Did you do a regular bachelor's or did you bypass that? I know there was there was it wasn't it wasn't a bachelor's. Yeah, I'm just asking but, like before that, did you do that? Oh no, I I, I didn't go to college. I just started working at The Simpsons. Nice. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I mean, yeah, I was I was the guy they always you know like kind of not made fun of, but gave a hard time because I was the youngest one there, so I got picked on a lot. But like it was it was more like hazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it sounds like they're kind of a big family for you. Yeah, yeah, and everybody's there. Everybody who's there is like a big kid. Like nobody's mature. <laughs> We're all just a bunch of kids drawing. Like I always say, I'm the oldest teenager. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you ended up marrying an Assyrian woman from Modesto? Correct. And how how has the Assyrian community like related with you when it comes to, you know, obviously her family's Assyrian, so you had to right. explain like, oh, I'm actually an animator. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they, they knew what that was. I mean, they know what it is, but nobody, I feel like the parent generation doesn't really care about cartoons. <laughs> So that's be pretty cool because you can just be like, hey, watch this episode uh-huh. and be like, that's what I do. Like, yeah. well, that happened and they were awesome to like because they were really proud, too. But it's like, yeah, but we don't watch it. <laughs> right. Earlier. Well, actually, before we get to that question. So have there been other Assyrians who have approached you to do similar kinds of work? What's that whole arena been like? I have I actually haven't met any other Assyrians in the animation industry. Yeah. All uh, right. I know there's a few out there probably. Yeah, we just had Scott Christian Sava and man, he's just so amazing. His movie Animal Crackers just came out on Netflix. 
That guy was on Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And it's interesting, he's a lot like you in that many Assyrians didn't know about him, didn't know he was an Assyrian, would never have guessed. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess my last name isn't so obvious, but... You know, your last name is really interesting. I think we actually have the same last name. Oh, really? Yeah, well, mine's originally Netneal, Net but they... Okay. Turn, turned it into netness to make it easier to you know roll off the tongue uh-huh. and at neil is just missing the n <laughs> and i yeah. think i think it's actually transliterated nathaniel so you can chew on that for a little yeah, bit yeah I'll, I'll do some research <laughs> i'm sure you will man you just strike me as the kind of person who loves to research probably <laughs> well it depends if i'm passionate about something i will yeah Earlier, you mentioned 2D and 3D. Tell me right. the differences between those and like give me examples, shows and stuff that we could watch. Well, basically, 2D has some form of hand-drawn element to it, whether it's made to look like it's hand-drawn or it is hand-drawn. 3D, which would be like, let's say, Toy Story, mm-hmm. which is all modeled in CG and basically puppeteered to animate. It's still, it's, you still need to know how to animate. I mean, there's principles in animation where you have to know or else it's not going to look right. Right. That's why I think I told you last time, like, it doesn't matter what software to use. If you're not fundamentally good in animation, you can't do it. It like, always turns back to the building blocks of just drawing. Exactly. Like, I can have two different softwares. If I don't know how to animate, neither of those softwares are going to do me any good. Yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed watching your Twitch channel and seeing you bring characters to life. <laughs> so I, I think you said you watched the cowboy dancing one. That's right. Yep. Okay, so that's an example of CG, where I'm, I'm taking a 3D modeled character and kind of moving him around in that 3D space and basically saving those little keyframes. And once you play them back, then he moves in that certain way. Mm-hmm. You you said like the future is heading towards 3D. I mean, so- it seems like it. I I could be wrong because there's there's been a resurgence in um, 2D animation too. A lot of these like independent companies are starting to make more classic looking hand drawn stuff, which I love because that's what I grew up on. What so about? Hopefully, I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah. What about things like Pokemon Go and uh, augmented reality? That's all CG, but I'm pretty sure you, uh, people are going to do something with 2D with that as well. Mm-hmm. Like having like a hand drawn character, like in you know in 3D space, it's been done. So let me ask you, kind of maybe a silly question: What do you think of things like Snapchat filters? I wish I knew how to take advantage of that because I think I can make some pretty cool things. You can, right? Like you could. Yeah. Be- a designer for them if you wanted to right i think that's the only reason why i have that app downloaded in the first place right just for the really cool filters well the thing is is i listened to the person who runs snapchat i forget uh-huh. his name the, the founder of snapchat anyway and he mentioned that the filters are a way of you expressing yourself and a way for right. you to see the world in a new lens Right. Do, you, do you ever look at the work you're doing that way? Like, hey, I'm creating a world for people. 
I guess I haven't stepped back and looked at it that way. Right. You're not, you're not necessarily, um, you're not necessarily, you're, you're more focused on the cool, awesome drawing then. <laughs> yeah. I'm always like, I'm always hyper-focused on like just my task on what I'm doing, like for the show. Right. Because someone else has written the story and you're trying to bring that story to life. Yeah. I, I basically just feel like a cog in the wheel at this point. <laughs> That makes sense, but it does raise the question: Does does Mike at Neil have a short story that he'll be working <laughs> on at some point? Maybe could be about an Assyrian kid who got a job as an animator on <laughs> one of the most popular shows of all time. You know, I, I've always wanted to do something about. Like, I I do have little drawings of Assyrian stuff here and there that I throw into Instagram. Yeah. One day I really hope to actually make something like an animated epic or something. You know, you mentioned earlier, I think before we got off or got on the call, you mentioned that it's convention season. Right. And I actually think it would be awesome if I could go to convention and like you were doing like a two hour seminar on how to do a good drawing. Do they have that stuff? I thought it was all parties. No, yeah, they definitely do. So I'm going to. I'm going to try to pull some strings and get them to reach out to you because, man, I mean, kids would probably love to come and learn from you how to do some drawing. That And that's the kind of stuff I love to do is really reach out to the younger kids, especially about drawing. If I see they're passionate about drawing, like I want to help them 100 yeah. percent, like any questions they have, any help they need. Cause like I, I always feel like that was me. And when I was a kid, I had no one really to look up to when it came to drawing. Except yeah. except one person who I saw a few times every year was my godfather. He Ooh. was actually, he was a painter. So every time I remember as a kid going to their house, I'd always want to go in there and like see him paint and draw. Of course, that's, <laughs> that's fine art. And I will never be as good as he is because fine art and me do not get along. I'm more on the cartoon side. But he, he did some beautiful work. Man, that's pretty cool. Now, how was he your godfather? Was he related to you somehow? No, he was just who my parents picked, him and his wife. <laughs> and that guy, man, he had a huge impact on you, it sounds like. He, he really did. He really did. He, he, he was he was a person who kind of like, it's funny enough, he was the one that was telling me, don't do animation. Because <laughs> he was like, don't do it. Because you're going to be working on other people's visions. Like, do your own stuff. Do your own fine art. But in my mind, I could never do it. Like I, w I was just, I didn't have that kind of talent to do oil painting and like watercolor painting the way he did. Yeah. And I was, all, I mean, cartoons, like I like comedy. So it's like, I just gravitated towards cartoons. No, it's so awesome to be able to watch just a good cartoon and laugh. And, you know, plus you could get away with so much more in a cartoon. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Hey, did you, have you ever worked on one of the bar scenes in The Simpsons? few yeah <laughs> man as a kid those were the best when they would call in with those names oh yeah Bart. <laughs> most tavern mouse speaking uh yes i'm looking for a mrs o problem first name b uh yeah just a minute i'll check uh b o problem b o problem Come on, guys. Do I have a B.O. problem here? You sure do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's you, isn't it? <laughs> Listen. 
Oh man, and this the variety of characters on The Simpsons must be pretty fun for you too. Oh yeah, we have well, we used to have folders, but now we have digital folders. Have they introduced many new characters or has it stayed? Uh, they're more like incidental, I guess, for that episode, and then you never see them again. But you know, the main Springfield community will always like stay. Is it based? What city is it? I've always wondered. Is it Missouri or where is Springfield? I, I know there's one in Illinois, I, but I think it was kind of confirmed. It was Oregon. Oregon, huh? Yeah. <laughs> now I know you can't give us any behind-the-scenes secrets of shows that are coming up in the future. Right. Unfortunately, are they? Have they? They've done a Simpsons movie before. Yeah, that was actually my third year on the show. That was 2007. Ooh, do they got any plans for another movie? I hope so, because it was fun to work on. But I also don't hope so, because I feel like that would that would mean it's coming to an end. Hey, there was also a Simpsons video game back in the day. Oh, the arcade, yeah. Did you do anything with that, or was that before your time? That was way before my time. I think I was like five. Yeah. <laughs> Man, it's it's not every day that someone gets to do the thing they watched growing right, up. Right. Yeah, so, I, I consider myself extremely lucky. And and you still do you still find that you're just as passionate about drawing today as you were when you were a kid? I, I'm excited when I'm learning new techniques and stuff, like anything that pluses my ability. But when you're doing it for so long, it does kind of feel like work especially when you're being told what to draw. But at the same time, you must take it very seriously. Yeah, yes, definitely. But that, so that's why I created my Twitch channel is so uh, when I'm drawing like there's, you know, people around chatting and like hanging out. And it kind of gives me that drive to, you know, do different things. Cuz I you know, I always do like little Simpsons doodles, but like, there's times where I'll actually sit down and do some like attempt some like character design and fine art in my own style. Yeah. Rather than just doing like Simpson doodles. Mike, is there a favorite episode of The Simpsons that you watch over and over? Yeah, that would be when they go to Itchy and Scratchy Land. Because <laughs> I love, I love, I'm, I'm a big kid, so I love theme parks. Man, uh, Itchy and Scratchy, weren't they related to uh, Homer or Krusty? Uh, well, they, they were on his show. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. right. So they were a segment on his show. And I got to work on a couple of those, which is fun. So the Itchy and Scratchy show episodes, one of your favorites. Yeah, it's the one where they have a theme park. Why why do you like that one so much? Because <laughs> I'm a I'm a big theme park enthusiast. Yeah, that one speaks to me. That's cool. Has it been tough with all the theme parks closed this year? Yeah, definitely. So you, do you not have you don't have a uh, Krusty the clown? Uh, impersonate <laughs> i don't unfortunately what about your parrot have you ever taught your parrot? hey kids <laughs> parrot the crusty the clown impersonation uh, uh, i I, sh- I should do that that sounds like a good idea i think i ever laugh at people there is an assyrian guy in turlock uh named james okay i can do the best crusty the clown impersonation really? yeah i'll never forget we were out on the town and he kept doing it and literally crowd would turn and look <laughs> just to hear him. You know? I'll have to hear it. I got to be the judge. 
Yeah. So do you have any new projects that you're going to be working on on the side that you could tell us about, or you're just 100% focused on Simpsons? I mean, as far as right now goes, I'm just working on the Simpsons and doing a lot of video games on Twitch. Yeah. So I started, uh, like, I, I've been a gamer all my life, but ever since, like, I've been home for COVID, like, I've been doing it more so. So I've incorporated that into my Twitch streams as well now. And, that, like, so I'll, I'll mix it up. Like, one day I'll do, like, art for people, and then the next day I'll do some gaming and, like, interactions. Just keep it keep it fresh. Yeah, and you got a pretty good following. The, the videos I watched, there was, like, a community of people who were following along and kind of commenting. Yeah. It's still new, so it, it's still growing. Basically, I mean, my main platform is Instagram. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's hard to get people to move over from one platform to the other. Yeah, but Twitch is still new, but it's still it's it's starting to grow. Slowly. Yeah, I, man, I remember being shocked. Like someone sent me your profile, and I'm like, "Hey, this guy's a Syrian, and he's a animator on The Simpsons." <laughs> <laughs> How did that happen? You know, man, you you seem like a guy who's really hungry too. You know, you weren't just oh, I'm a good drawer, and that's the end of that story. Yeah, I I I need to be hungrier though, because I did I I'm like. You know where you kind of get comfortable and you kind of like, what is it called? Being complacent, I guess. Yeah. You know, I, I need, the, I want that drive again. Like, I want to do bigger things in the future. Well, I think the fact that you're on the show, The Simpsons, uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, maybe you can just keep doing your best there. And right. just because, I don't know, man. I feel like, I feel like, where else is there to go? Right. I mean, right. It's the longest standing show and it's a household name. It's popular all over the world and it's transforming. It's not like it, you know, it keeps changing and evolving. Dude, you know what I find crazy about the Simpsons is all of the predictions that they've made that have come true. (laughs) I mean, if you think about it, you know, they always say life imitates art. And these episodes have been around for over 30 years. So at some point, some of this stuff's going to come true. Like it's, you can't help it because it's like engraved in people's minds. Some of these scenarios and plots. Yeah. Like, why not? Do you ever meet with the writers and they might share with you like, Hey, you know, this is really the feel I'm going for. Do you hear the voices you draw? What's the order there? Yeah. Yeah. So we, get the audio recordings from the voice actors and then it goes to the editor and then we get it and then so like they hand it out to the character animators accordingly so like if i get a section i get the audio for that section and then from there we get the storyboards like for like i said it's like a little thumbnail Mm -hmm. basically it's a blueprint of what my shot's gonna look like yeah and then from there i take that character i take the voice audio and then you know, go to town man that that sounds pretty amazing is there one show you're most proud of or any show you'd say hey go watch this one i'm the main one responsible for it i i can't say i'm the main one for any of them because it's we're, we're we're like an animation team that does it right there's no way one person could do it all right there's, there's absolutely no way how many like, people are individual the- scenes like you can take credit for but right. even then like korea goes over my drawings and cleans them up, you know, puts that final black line on there and puts color on it. Who's, what do you mean by Korea? Oh, so 
so there used to be inkers they were called in the old days so they would take the drawing and basically do the black ink on them the, the super clean line and then do the color mm-hmm. or colorist we just do the animation here yeah it's outsourced oh interesting yeah very cool well that's it's a huge production right so you can't yeah. do it all in one place <laughs> i mean you can but it'd be more expensive i guess Yep, and that's it's always like when you're building something, it has to be sustainable. Right. So you get the audio, then you imagine the scene, and then you build the scene, and then and then you guys send it off, basically. Yeah. I mean it watered down, but yeah. <laughs> There's just so much more that goes into that, that that you'd have to see rather than hear me talk about it. Yeah. Yep. No, I get you. I get it. Well, um, Man, I'm just so thankful that you took some time today and like gave us behind the scenes and the mic at Neil and the show. And <laughs> well, thanks for the interest. Of course, man. This is uh, exciting. I was thinking about what we might do for sharing this out, and it's going to be so easy. We just need to post like pictures of The Simpsons. <laughs> Done. <laughs> exactly. So I got a kind of a closing question, Mike, that we ask everyone yeah. who's on the Assyrian podcast is. If you could say one thing to all the Assyrians all around the world that listen to the Assyrian podcast, what would you say to them? If you're passionate about something, really, really follow it and do whatever you can to make sure you get there. Like, don't give up. Like, I I had so many opportunities to give up on animation, but I just kept being persistent about it. So even though we're a minority, (laughs) it's still possible to get stuff done. Sounds good. We've had a lot of people mention that. So it's just a good reminder for all of us. Yeah. I mean, just because we're a small number in this world doesn't mean we can't accomplish great things. Agreed, man. Agreed. And honestly, like the work you're doing, uh, maybe maybe one day you'll you'll draw in a little Assyrian flag into a Simpsons episode. <laughs> I'll definitely try. If we have the opportunity. Hey, you let us know when that happens and we will blast it out, all right? You got it. Cool. Thanks for listening today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Go ahead and let your friends and family know about the Assyrian Podcast if you did. We appreciate your support. Join us again next week for the next installment of the Assyrian Podcast.